In the South, they have a little personality description of someone being extra. I guess it may not be a Southern thing, but that seems to be the only place I've heard it used. Maybe we have a lot of extra people down here. I don't know. But as you'll see, think it's a good thing. Extra is a slang term for being over the top. And by true definition, it means far exceeding the minimum, which I think is a good thing. It also means excessive or even dramatic. When people say extra, I think it's more of that you're a little special. Kind of like in the 90s, you know how people used to say you're all that in a bag of chips? Silly me, the first time my husband called me extra, I took it as a compliment. And I have to say, even knowing the definition now, I'm proud to be called extra because, well, let's face it, I know my personality and gifts are shining through. And it's all about perception in my book. We all get to decide how we receive comments, good and bad, from others. And we need to decide if we're ready to step up and claim our uniqueness because extra is essentially about standing out. It's about exceeding the minimum and being the best version of ourselves. Being extra is a good example of the concepts of self-worth and confidence. But remember, extra is up for interpretation. What is extra to one may be ordinary to another. The reality is a lot of what happens to us and how we interpret things is the same way. It's all up for our interpretation. And I hope you find this as comforting as I do because it gives us the power to decide how to show up, how to accept others' opinions, and how to respond to them. But what if you don't feel extra right now? Do you want to be? Are you currently shrinking, hiding, feeling unworthy or undeserving? Are you telling yourself you aren't capable? Well, that's no fun. Do you want to hear how I went from introverted to extra and how you can too? It is possible. You don't need anyone's permission to be powerful, bold, or brilliant. So I hope you'll claim the title of extra today. Let's dive in and see if you're ready to accept your new designation. Welcome to the official podcast of True Basis Health, where we focus on living a life that connects health and mindset for optimal well-being. In each episode, Mika Hill, certified total well-being coach and perfect health educator, will cover bite-sized topics ranging from transformational well-being practices to maximizing mindset and how to live a rewarding life full of purpose. Here's your hostess. Mika Hill. Like I said, I knew it was intended as a backhanded compliment the first time I was called extra. I take pride in my appearance and dress even when there isn't a reason. According to some, I have unusual tastes and interests. A good friend has repeatedly told me you're queer as hell, but I love you. And in quarantine, I've worn my good clothes to the office. We have a commercial farm operation, so there's no need for strappy shoes and light and bright colors, but I do it anyway. I like beautiful surroundings, and my office space in our building is the only room with painted crown molding, a decorated built-in, and an accent wall with original artwork. Thank you, Howells and Pinterest, for the inspiration. You've heard me say over and over that our environments are super important to our well-being. And in the sea of stained wood and burgundy furniture, let's say my office doesn't match. 
And quite frankly, neither do I. But it makes me happy. Extra or not, I love it. I know what I want, and I love how I portray myself. So what makes someone extra? Well, in reality, each of us is extra in some way or another, whether we intend it to be or not. It's just whether we decide to accept the title with pride or shrink from it. We're all unique in our own way, and that is awesome because too much vanilla is boring. The problem is with conditioning, a never-ending to-do list, and expectations of others, sometimes it's easy to lose sight of what makes us special. We want to fit in instead of being confident in who we are and what we're meant to do. When thinking about being extra, two qualities that come up are confidence and boundaries. So I want to explore them a little deeper with you today. Confidence is the belief in oneself and one's abilities. It's a positive trait, don't you agree? Further developing it can lead to greater resilience, improved relationships, and a more fulfilling life. So if you want to enhance well-being, confidence is a quality you want to grow. I remember years ago, I struggled with confidence. Career-wise, I wanted more. I changed careers from hospitality operations to hotel consulting to hotel brokerage. And once I got into brokerage, I wondered if my skills were enough to carry me on the investment side. Despite years of experience, a degree in hospitality that focused on finance and certifications in commercial real estate, I felt I wasn't enough. I thought people would find me out and realize I was an imposter. And I'll never forget the broker in charge of her firm telling me that I knew more than most of the hotel owners he had worked with. Sometimes we can be our own harshest critic, especially when we have a perfectionist streak. When you lack confidence, it shows up in many ways. You worry about what people will think. It's difficult to accept compliments. You might be anxious or socially withdrawn. Maybe you don't trust your own judgment or you back down during disagreements. Lack of confidence shows up in so many ways in our lives, and it is not fun. Low self-worth, apologizing for what you want are ways that low confidence chips away at our well-being. So I want to ask you, where do you struggle with confidence? In your career, in social settings? And are you ready to change how you show up? Since confidence is an emotion created by our thoughts, we have the control to create it. Back when I struggled with confidence, I didn't believe in my abilities. So how did I grow into the confident woman I am today? Three things helped me build my confidence, and I want to share them with you because they were life-changing. The first was positive self-talk and showing up for myself. I think they're kind of intertwined. Anyway, little Mika would rear her imposter syndrome story, and I'd get out my inner pom-poms and remind myself of all my experiences that led me to this point in my career. I reminded myself how hard I had worked to get to this point. And in doing so, I began showing up for myself. The more I did, I began to believe the new story that I was competent, I was capable, and I became confident. Once confidence starts to improve, you stop second-guessing yourself. You stop shrinking. You stop waiting for validation. And you start becoming more decisive. You're willing to make decisions 
and are willing to fail if they aren't right because you know deep within, everything is a learning experience. Each step is taking you where you need to go. My husband now jokes about my high confidence, saying I'd even attempt brain surgery once. But, you know, the reality is, is when you have confidence, you feel so much better about yourself. And isn't that what well-being is about? When you have confidence, you know what you want and you start asking for it. Occasionally at restaurants, I'll want a modification to a menu item. And in the past, not wanting to inconvenience anyone when my confidence was low and I hadn't yet achieved my extra status, I would have kept quiet and just made do. I would think, gosh, I would really like XYZ, but I was worried about asking. One of the things that earned me the title, extra, is that now I have the confidence to ask for what I want. The restaurant can decide if they're going to fill my request or not, but I ask. Of course, my husband will inevitably joke and ask the waiter if they can get an egg late on Tuesday before 2 o'clock and if the chef would mind chopping my salad with one arm tied behind his back, blindfolded. He has a weird sense of humor, if you haven't noticed. But with confidence, I'm prepared for his snide comments. I just roll my eyes, shrug it off, and thank the waiter for listening to my request. And the thing is, when you have confidence, you start to see yourself differently. And you realize you deserve to have what you want. All you people pleasers out there, I know this is going to be a challenge. And I will tell you, each time you ask for what you want, it gets easier and easier and your confidence builds. So in your journey to becoming extra, let me ask you, what are you not asking for right now? What do you need to be asking for? When you have confidence, every fiber of your being exudes it. You stand tall and you aren't afraid to stand out. You take your seat in the front row instead of fading into the background. As I say this, it is so interesting to me. Do you remember back in school or in big meetings how most people want to sit in the middle to the back? They want to fade into the background. No one wants to be called on, right? But give someone a set of concert tickets and they dress to stand out. They want to be as close to the stage as possible. And if they get called onto the stage, even better. How can we approach life like one big concert we're all excited to be at? That is our goal. So let's talk about the other thing when I think of being extra, and that's boundaries. So another trait of being extra is having boundaries. My husband is the king of analogies, if you haven't already figured that out, and he's constantly, unknowingly providing me with tons of material for my podcasts. He used to talk, rather yet joke, about my red velvet rope policy and how he felt it made me unapproachable, as he would say. One, that is a thought, his thought. And two, every self-respecting person needs boundaries. Remember the last time you went to a show or a museum and they had the red velvet rope to cordon off an area? What does it symbolize? Boundaries, expectations, standards. The more your confidence grows, the more you'll start to put a red velvet rope around your life. You'll decide what you'll tolerate and clearly define what is and isn't allowed. You'll stop feeling like you have to audition for others or that you have to prove yourself. In the process, people will be offended or disapprove, and that's okay. It happens. 
The thing is, you got to be true to yourself instead of trying to please everyone else. A mentor said to me one time, there are two kinds of discomfort, familiar and unfamiliar. Both are uncomfortable. The familiar discomfort is when we try to please people at the expense of our desires. The unfamiliar is when we stay true to ourselves and know others may take issue and we don't know how things will turn out. Which discomfort would you prefer? When you stick to your boundaries and hold your red velvet rope firmly, you show up in a different and more powerful way. You tell the world, this is me. Take it or leave it. People may leave. That's okay. I'll share this with you. Others will take note. And they will celebrate you for being true to yourself. You'll find you start attracting people who respect your boundaries. And boy, does that improve your well-being. When you're taking care of yourself and you've got people supporting you doing it, that's a win-win. Before I close out, I want to bring in one of Deepak Chopra's books, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. I love that little book. One of the laws he talks about is the law of detachment. And it addresses uncertainty as part of our experience and how we shouldn't be attached to outcomes. It talks about allowing yourself and those around you to be free to be themselves. It's also about being open to all the infinite choices available to us. So when you consider being extra, stepping into your confidence and holding your boundaries, not everyone will understand you, and they don't have to. This is where the law of detachment comes in. Detach. This is your life, and you don't need to draw confidence or approval from others. When we look to others for approval, it's like giving them the keys to our happiness. And the downside of looking to others is when we do, we aren't being true to ourselves and we are closing the door to all that wisdom that lies within us. The thing is, there will be those who don't like you and don't resonate with what you're here to do. And then there are going to be your people, the ones that are inspired by you and want to be in your full, authentic presence. If you don't compromise on your extraness, you'll start to attract the people that are matched for the true version of you. And in the interim, you've got to be willing for people not to like you. You, my friend, are the way you are for a reason. Your life, your extraness, your presence, interests, and insights, they're there to inspire others. How you think and show up is all part of a greater plan. And I've got to tell you, realizing that is so exciting to me. So yes, I am extra. If I had held onto the old version of myself that tried to people please and that didn't have the confidence to believe in my abilities, I would never have become this version of myself. And honestly, kind of like this version, red velvet rope and all. When it comes to being extra, it's a practice. You have to have an awareness of what you truly want. You've got to be willing to know yourself and understand yourself at the deepest, most intimate level. And I'll share this with you. When you decide to be extra, your purpose will unfold from within. So where are you ready to give yourself permission to be extra? Because you can't wait for permission from anyone else. Go ahead, put up that red velvet rope. Start asking for what you want. It's time to be the most unique version of you. I congratulate and celebrate you from one extra to another. Welcome to the club.
This is Mika Hill signing out. Hi there, friends. Are you interested in learning more about recalibrating your well-being and aligning with your purpose? Have you grabbed your free copy of Invitation to Balance yet? Well, if not, what are you waiting for? Head over to truebasishealth.com backslash invitation. That's truebasishealth.com backslash invitation. Come on over and get your free guide on how to think and show up in the areas of health, purpose, and mindset so you can transform your well-being.